second, a special word from our boy Sam. I have to do it this weird way. I only caught the end of that, but I feel like that's probably the most important part. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking done it is what I heard. A little ahead of myself, anyway. Hope you guys heard that. I tried to do it more justice. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another Spark at 160EN podcast. Podcast number 97. And we got a great one today. We're all feeling good. Happy moods. I'm your guy, Danny, as always, joined by my man, Steph. Steph, what's up, bro? Hey, I'm doing great, man. I mean, couldn't even uh, be better than what happened today at, in a, on the extra time. I was okay with the tie, but then when we scored a late goal, I was like, yeah, baby. <laughs> so winning winning against uh, Sporting Lisboa, Benfica was uh, a great feeling. Uh, uh, I won not, nothing new, so... So let's do it. it. It was a great win. Agreed. Also joined by my man Christian. Christian, what's good, bro? What a what a crazy day overall, basically, with uh, what was basically effectively deadline day and the game, like to round out the day. I mean, I was I was like refreshing my phone every five minutes, it felt like today. But I mean, I guess we got everything we wanted, right? We Amorin got his man and uh, we got a big result. So I'm doing fantastic. Facts. And last but not least, joined by my man, Nando. Nando, what's good, bro? Bro, I fucking did it, man. What the fuck? <laughs> First off, let, let me say this. Let me say this. I questioned your decisions today, Danny. I was worried that you didn't go to work today. I was worried man. after what you were wearing today. I don't think I've stressed so much about what another man's been wearing in my life. <laughs> until you today. And once I knew you were working from home or not going in at all, I was like, oh, my God. But look, you knew what was happening. You were showing the faith, and we won, and we're nine points clear, and that's all that matters, man. I just I have a, a special announcement to you and the other people that wanted me to go to work today. I knew exactly what I was doing, guys. I knew I would never jeopardize this team and a loss to Benfica. I would have went to work had I felt I needed to. But guys, I got this. But – um, next few games are weekdays, and I don't think I can take any more days off. So the red shirt and red sweater will be coming back. Don't you worry. Yeah. Let's, get, let's get straight to some Twitter questions first. Uh, let me pop them up, starting with uh, the first one from our guy, Abdallah, at Ab, uh, Abdarmuti92. He says, fuck, I can't join today. Congratulations to all Spartan Gistas. Shout out to Abdallah. Uh, next question comes from – or next comment comes from Anthony Menez. At Anthony M underscore SCP, he asks, um, Pelina comes in for João Mario at 60 minutes while uh, Benfica were starting to get a hold of the game. I was thinking Bragança made more sense at the time, but it worked uh, out in the end. Thoughts? Lisboa é verde e esta noite é Califórnia também. I'll pass that one off to uh, Steph. Steph, what do you think, dude? No, I think uh, I think it was a, a, actually a good move uh, by Amorim to put Polinia, uh, just because, um, uh, like he said, Benfica was actually 
controlling uh, the uh, the midfield at that at that time. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Jean Mario was a little bit hurt, um, and that's when they he made the change. Uh, Jean Mario in a in a very tough play, winning the ball twice, uh, he got hurt. So. I think he was impeccable from the Mourinho to actually use the five substitutions that he is allowed to. So, no, it was a good move by him. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, next question comes in from Eric C. at Sickback with one in the middle. He asks, uh, um, I've been thinking uh, this for the past month now, but surely today shows that we start Mateusz over uh, João Mario. As much as I love the guy, he's not offering enough to justify his starting position over Mateusz or even Bragança, in my opinion. Uh, Chris, I'll, I'll give that one to you. What do you What do you think of that? I think you're muted, dude. Yeah, the thing about Joel Mario is like I, uh, our guy Kaz of the Paiva put it perfectly today uh, in a tweet. Um, it was something uh, to paraphrase. It was something along the lines of like he's kind of an in between. Like, he's not so dynamic offensively, and he's not, like, a gritty ball-winning defending defensive guy. So it's like he's just kind of, like, an in-betweener, you know? An in-betweener with talent is how I would describe him. So Mateus, you know, offers a little bit more, specifically offensively, I think. So, um, yeah, I, I, I can't say I disagree. I mean, that was a... He's been a guy that we've been kind of saying like his spot's been up for grabs for a while, but against uh, I guess Mateus News has emerged from the pack. And you know, the previous comment about like the game needing, but against like I I agreed, and I I I was like, um, I was glad that he he switched out Joel Mario because it wasn't it wasn't really a game for for Joel Mario. Um, worked out. Facts. I also just want to mention a coincidence. It's not like he done a lot in the game or in the other games. But every time Bragança has come on, we've somehow <laughs> snuck the game or won the game. So um, keep keep it up, Amuri. Like, yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> next, uh, next question or comment comes from uh, our boy uh, Rui Alfred Tactical de AG. Um, he asks, no question yet. Just want to just want you guys to show our love to our neighbors with the the Mineco Mesodia de Fuderos Lampio. <laughs> E a noite festejar a vitória dos leões. <laughs> Next question comes from our boy Nicolai Salgado. Uh, he asks, Sporting gave me uh, the best birthday gift. My question is, is it time to see Palinga and Mateus Nunes together on the midfield for the next game? JM lacks the creativity and willingness to move the ball forward, force the Sporting. Same question as the last one, Bernando. I'm going to give that one to you. What are your thoughts, dude? Uh, same thoughts as as Christian and Kazapaiva. I know exactly what tweet he's talking about because I, I, I either commented on it or retweeted it. Um, but both of them summarized it perfectly. I think João Mario in his current state isn't being as influential as we had hoped, uh, nor has he been as influential as he once was when he played for Sporting. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say it's time to bench him, but I think it might be time to start taking him off the pitch maybe even sooner if his performances um, don't get a little bit more consistently better. Um, we do know that Mateus Nunes is, is right on his heels, um, looking for a spot in a position there. Um, but it's just that weird in-betweener, like like Christian said, you know, where, where does he exactly fit? And if he's going to be better at that position, um, then then we're going to have to rearrange the starting 11 and, and accommodate for that. So 
It depends on how Ruben Ori wants to play it, but I think he needs to be – if he isn't aware, he's going to start to be aware that he needs to put performances up. Um, otherwise, Bethel's Nunes is probably going to take over his spot. Yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. Um, next question or next comment comes also, from – Also, it's Richard. worth noting at the end oh. of the day, at the end of the day, Juan Mati is here on loan and Mateus Nunes is our player. So, I, I mean, he, he is like a sporting guy, but at the end of the day – we have no no allegiance. We don't have to activate the option to buy. You know, he's he's he. We're giving him an opportunity. We're doing him a favor, if anything. You know. Go ahead, stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm like uh, back in the in the kindergarten, facing my hand. <laughs> my bad. I was reading the I was reading the Twitter, so I didn't see you guys. My bad. That's my no, bad. no, I, I didn't want to interrupt Chris or Nando. Um, I I know I know what people are saying, but. Uh, Joe Mario is a completely different player from uh, Mateus Nunes and um, uh, Padinha. He, uh, he's like un compas. Um, he, he, he pauses the game when he needs to be paused. He holds the ball when he needs to be uh, held. And that's why it's, it's fundam uh, fundamental to Sporting and very important to Sporting. We need a player like that. We can have players always in a, in a short span and rushing all the time. He shows composure, and that's why uh, Jean Mari starts because he has that ability of pausing the game, you know, slowing down the game when he has to be, you know, a little bit slower. Uh, and that's why he plays, that's why he starts, and that's why Ruben and Mourinho likes Jean Mari. Uh, we cannot have uh, for fully, uh, full 90 minutes, uh, Matheus Nunes and Padinha uh, because they don't have those kind of abilities. Uh, like somebody does. That's the difference between them. I love uh, Matus Nunes, don't get me wrong, and Pelinha. And one of these days, somebody won't be able to play either because he's injured or the fifth yellow. And then we'll see a little bit better how it is with those two players for 90 minutes. But, you know, somebody brings something that the other two players don't bring, which is the composure. He knows how to hold the ball. He knows how to hold the game when he needs to be held. That's all I wanted to say. No, I, I actually agree with you. I actually agree with you there. Um, I, I was even saying, I forget who I was saying it to, but I was, uh, I, I actually think Joel Mario hasn't done too bad for us. He hasn't done bad enough that we don't look at him to, to purchase, but he hasn't done too good for us that I think we don't try to break the bank for him, if that makes sense. Um, but I mean, that's something to worry about in the summer if we try to bring him back or not. But yeah, 100% agree with you there. Um, the, next, the only the only problem is the salary. I think he makes yeah. like uh, three three million or something. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. And and the other thing with Joel Mario is you can tell Inter kind of ruined his confidence going forward too. Because but like the first time he was at Spartan, it was never this uh, this bad or not not bad per se, but not he was a lot more attack minded at least. Mind you, he was playing on the wing, but yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, next uh, comment comes in from Richard Nevsh. Uh, he says Benfica had, had God on the bench and even he couldn't help them. <laughs> uh, next question comes from Ulian de Strela at Fogo de Leon. Uh, he asks, can Luis Felipe be an alternative option for the rest of the season, the third striker? Um, of course, we'll get into Paulinho in a, in a little bit. Uh, but uh, let me scroll this up or else the thing. But um, uh, what, are, what are your thoughts on that, Chris? What do you think of uh, Luis Felipe sort of being our third striker? I mean, it, it, I guess he, uh, he literally is, you know, and if you asked me who our third striker was two weeks ago, I would have probably said, like, 
probably Pedro Marks. But like those guys have cleared out now, so there's really no one else. Uh, I yeah, I guess he is just the third striker by default. Maybe he'll get some minutes with the B team or something because I don't even think he's played any minutes with the B team at all. Um, so I mean, the guy hasn't played a competitive game in 11 months, so I count on him for almost nothing. But yeah, I mean, if he develops into any sort of an option that could potentially be picked off the bench, maybe then. Uh, he's overperformed by uh, expectations. <laughs> yeah, facts. <laughs> um, next question comes in from Joel Da Silva at Joel Leon. Uh, so, boys, are we meeting up at Marquez in May or what? Uh, listen, let me. I'm trying to get my vaccine in order, bro. Yes. The vaccine. Because <laughs> I'm going with that one. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know how the laws are, bro. Yeah, it depends on my one hundred percent. If 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 that's what gives me my antibodies or not, or if I got to take a fourteen day quarantine or fuck it. <laughs> and then the next, the next little thing I, I'm hoping you guys see it here is yeah. uh, our boy Johnny with uh, Ruben Amurin dance. Gotta love it. Things you love to see. Um, <laughs> I actually have a few more questions here that people put under my. my uh, tweet because i said i was getting lit tonight i have yet to even take a shot let me cheers the audience and cheers you guys <laughs> cheers <laughs> uh but uh so first one comes from tigas uh did you wear your red shirt or wear so i didn't work today so i didn't wear it uh <laughs> next question comes from uh from lauren uh she asks um how good was mateo's noons man of the match performance deserved the goal what a win sporting sporting top of the league steph how good was mateo's noons uh, Mateus Nunes was awesome. By far the best uh, player on the pitch. He played phenomenal. MVP all the way. You that one time with the Techers, like Agreed. I wish he just kept going. You know, like he just had one or one more guy. It's like you already beat three. Just keep going. So close. <laughs> and don't forget, what is he? Twenty years old. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Nineteen twenty. I mean, wow. That's all I gotta say. Agreed. Agreed. Um, next question comes from our boy James in Amsterdam. Uh, James underscore SCP. Uh, should Mateus Nunes take JM's place? I think we've talked enough about that. Uh, next question comes from um, Olival. Lives matter to this sit out. That's crazy from a Porto fan. That, sorry, let me just take that in. Uh, he says, uh, Porto fan here, you think Daniel Braganza will get more minutes? Uh, Nando, I'll give that one to you, dude. I think you'll get more minutes um, just by default. I think we can all agree that Spartan doesn't have the deepest of bench overall. Um, but I think we'll see him get more minutes. I think how and when he gets minutes is going to be interesting. Is Ruben Amorim going to play him in close games? Like he came in, what, five minutes to go before the game ended? Um, mm -hmm. So that was a kind of a surprise. I wasn't sure what Ruben was trying to do. Go I think him. Pedro was just so gassed that he, he just, was gassed. He was, yeah, yeah, he was like couldn't even run anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But I think by default we're going to see him have more minutes. Uh, how again? How and when those minutes come up is going to be very much dependent on how Sporting does going forward. I agree. I agree. Um, next question comes from our boy David Claudio. Thoughts about Neto's performance? Abraço, amigos. Uh, Steph, I'll, I'll pass the one to you. Uh, performance of who? Neto. Oh, Neto. It was um, he, he was really great. The yellow card that that uh, Suarez showed him, <laughs> he didn't even touch a play player. It, it looked so much uh, worse than it I was. I know that the uh, 
if if uh, we could give an award of the best actor on the pitch, I mean, yeah. the Benfica player would have gotten that. Uh, because, and that's what bothers me about the VAR. It's plays like that. They should be able to intervene and say, listen, that's a bullshit yellow card. Uh, hopefully Sporting will, uh, will uh, you know, uh, appeal because he didn't even touch the player. I mean, when you see the replay, it's like, what the fuck was that? I mean, why is he showing him a yellow card? Uh, but besides that, the real two women, foscas, parece que trabalhava para a Câmara de Lisboa das Limpezas. Phenomenal performance by Net. He shows why he's a great leader, not only uh, off the pitch, but also on the pitch. If you saw the flash interview, he lost his voice because he was constantly giving instructions to uh, to the younger players to reposition themselves. Uh, Epa, I'm in love with the guy. I think he was a good acquisition. Uh, at the beginning, everyone was skeptical. But now I think he conquered most, most Sportingistas, like 99.9%. And he, he's pulling off an amazing uh, season this year. I agree. I 100% agree. Uh, like you said, he was the Patingo Feu for a while, but uh, not anymore, man. He still has a sketchy moment every now and again where he like falls down or something, he, which he did have today. But overall, yeah, he was, he was great. Ah, but then uh, Matheus knew that too. I mean, the pitch yeah. was wet. So it's, it's not really the place for He had a great header at the end of the game in like the 94th minute. On yeah. Which, that mm -hmm. was a critical header. No, it wasn't a great header at all because he didn't score. <laughs> no, no. I'm talking about the one that's clear. Like oh, the, the next one at the end. It was like the 94th minute. No, he did miss like the best chance of the first half. Ooh, oh, good my God. My such an empty net, such a big goal. I mean, they need to make a bigger goals for sports <laughs> players. <laughs> so, like, the thing I'm saying is, what's, why is there no coincidence? I don't think it's a coincidence that Brian Ruiz and now Luis Neto missed on the exact same net. Yeah, that guy in the I championship for City. Remember? Oh, and yeah, Raheem <laughs> Sterling in the Champions yeah. League too. Bro, burn okay. that fucking net down already. Yeah. Like, I don't know what the hell that thing's still doing there, you know? <laughs> I don't think it's the same net. Do you think it's the same net? I don't know, but it's the same side, at least. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, the last thing was uh, was Johnny just dancing, or Pauline, I should say, <laughs> dancing over there. Guy busting down a move. Um, all right. Sweet. Let's go straight into this game, guys. Uh, Sparting, of course, beats Benfica 1-0 uh, at home today. Uh, the uh, 11 was as followed. That We had Adhananet, Luis Neto, Quach, Fidal in the back with Pedro Porro and Nuno Minj um, on the wing-back positions. We had Mateus Nunes and João Mario in the midfield with Tiago Tomás, Pedro Gonçalves, and Nuno Santos up top. Uh, Benfica had uh, Vlaka Dimos in net with Jan Vertonghen, Jardel, and Nicolas Jatamendi, uh, with Grimaldo and Gilberto in, on the wing-back position, with Pizzi and Julian uh, Weigel in the midfield, with Servi, Darwin, and uh, Rafa up top. Um, of course, we had substitutions of João Palhinha, Daniel Bragança, Bruno Tabata, and uh, Jovan Cabral. They had uh, Nuno Tavares, Gabriel coming for uh, Jardel, uh, Tarat, and Seferovic coming into the game. Um, overall thoughts, guys, and also uh, what are your thoughts on the whole Palhinha situation literally hours before kickoff, uh, finally uh, giving us the green light? Uh, Steph, I'll start this one off with you, dude. Yeah, so uh, actually, it's it's uh, actually the course of action 
uh, it, it was kind of pretty fast because it went from uh, CD Concede Disciplina. Uh, then they they reviewed it on Friday. They said no, the suspension will stay. Sporting reappealed it. I think they announced in the middle of the week. They made the decision on Friday to say no, it'll stay. Sporting appealed it uh, to the tribunal arbitral, and they were pretty fast. They were pretty fast making the decision, and which no one was expecting the decision to be made today. They thought the decision would be made by Tuesday or Wednesday after the game. Uh, so the the juiz, the judge, did a pretty good La do Sul, I think at La the, the, the Tribunal do Sul. He did a pretty awesome job in, in, in analyzing all the and, and it wasn't much. I mean, sporting every club that appeals for something, they need to come up with why they're appealing and the evidence. So they do all the legwork. So if you a judge, you only have to see, okay, deixa ver então o que é que tá aqui se passar. Tá aqui o vídeo, por que que eles estão que não é amarelo? And it's a pretty quick decision making. And uh, o, o, o Fabio Verissimo, he did, he did admit that he shouldn't have shown the yellow card when he saw the, the, the video from a different angle. The, when he, he saw two more players that could have stopped the, uh, the, the player. Uh, so I, I think the decision being made today <clears throat> before the game, a few hours before the game, it was actually pretty good. It was pretty fast. Uh, lesson learned, if I'm Ruben Amorim, I'm still going to prepare the team, including Pelinha, um, next time. You know, uh, I'll have it. Well, I mean, today. they have it now, Neto, right? Neto yeah. has it suspended, and it's a sketchy sure. yellow. Do you think they'll get two for two? I don't know. Well... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yes. The only thing against us is the. It's only it's four days away against mm -hmm. Maritim on Friday we play, mm -hmm. uh, but you know, I would hope so because the 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 Neto game is a is a really bullshit yellow card. Uh, but you know, in a nutshell, that's how I feel. And actually, the decision making after going to one department to another department to another department, it was actually pretty fast. For the sure. Portuguese, for the Portuguese, for Portuguese league, yeah, yeah, for the Portuguese, yeah, for the Portuguese <laughs> league, that was a... the fact that it even got reversed in the first place is a miracle itself. Let me also just say, like, <laughs> like back in the days in the Second World War, these they used to communicate via Morse code, <laughs> Morse code. <laughs> and then you know in the nineties was uh, via fax, <laughs> and uh, this is via fax. It's a little bit faster. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, Steph, what were your thoughts on the game, dude? Oh yeah, so I'm not going to take too long about the game because the game itself, uh, they they both played with the same tactic. Amazingly, um, o, o treinador deus, né? Uh, he decided to play uh, with the with the same tactic as as Sporting. Jorge Jesus kind of he gave hints that he wanted to do it. Uh, so I guess they did it today. It works, baby. The three yeah. five. <laughs> <laughs> so so that's uh, the best game they think has played in weeks, right? They didn't look co like complete dog shit. So yeah, it works, exactly. baby. Three at the back. Exactly. <laughs> so both teams, uh, they it was evenly the, the whole, they they were playing evenly the whole game. 
Um, Sporting had a couple chances of goal, much better than, than Benfica. Uh, but at the same time, I saw Benfica at, at certain times of the game holding the ball um, and trying to create crosses inside the box, but nothing really dangerous. I mean, I agree with Lawrence. He put on the on the chat that did Adan have a, a, a save? I think he had a semi-save. Yeah. From yeah, one in the... In the beginning Dwar of the second half, like, but it was right at him. But yeah, yeah, it was Warren. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was like half of a and another one from Rafa, an easy shot, uh, from inside the box. But besides that, I mean, uh, the game was an ugly game to watch. Um, it was not one of those games that you say, Hey, let me get the popcorn because I'm enjoying this. It wasn't that exciting of a game. But at the end of the day, you know, we could have scored a few times through Tite, Jack Tomas, Upil Gonçalves. He could have scored. Um, and then towards the end, hey, we scored, and, and that's all that matters. Um, like I was telling you guys offline, I thought it was going to be a tie. And I was okay with the tie. Uh, but then we won, and I'll take the win, of course. And um, and that's that's of how course. that's how champions are, that's how champions are made. It's 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 winning tough games, even if it's a late goal. I don't care, but you gotta win these games. The only the only game that bothers me so far, it, it's not even so much the Riwav game. It's the family count game, which I think that was taken away from us by the referees. Um, the and the Porto two two game too. The, the one two, one, whatever it was. Yeah, the two two game. We still could have missed the penalty if we had the penalty. Mm -hmm. uh, but the, the, that family count game that we scored a clean goal it still bothers me. Um, but you know, it just shows that Sporting is playing much better. We we won against Porto. We tied against Porto. We won against Braga twice. We we won against Benfica last year at this time. We 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 had we had lost every single game against these three guys, three yeah. teams. This this year we won Benfica, Porto, Braga. Portanto, Borrego já já matamos contra Borrego cinco ou seis. So I'm very excited for this for this uh, season. Ruben Amorim is doing a phenomenal job, and now with Paulinho, uh, Matheus Reis, and uh, Pedro. Coming to our uh, team, it'll be even better. So the game was phenomenal. We won. Ugly game. Uh, if it was a tie, it wouldn't kill me. We won at the last minute in the melhor. I know. E. Tastes so good. Tastes so good. Como uma Super Bowl. <laughs> Chris, I'll, uh, I'll pass the next one to you, dude. What were your thoughts? Yeah, like Steph said, I mean, I guess I wasn't like happy with the draw, I guess, but I had like come to terms with what it would what it would have mean because it would have basically meant like Befica stays the same distance away and then Porto gets within one game and they're only two points back. So it's like us and Porto are now neck and neck and it's like, okay, so like gut check now, you know? We're halfway through, and you got a slim lead on Porto, right? But now, I mean, it feels pretty comfortable. You know, we still got two games on Porto now, and they think it's three games. Feels a lot more comfortable all of a God. sudden. All of a sudden. So, yeah, I mean, the thing about the game itself is, like, 
you're not gonna like look at that game and find like too many like I guess like, you're not no one no one's performance was like magical right everyone was it was just a bunch of like gritty fucking performances by everyone like pretty much everyone on that front line like who played at any point Nunu Sanz um, Gonçalves Tomas Braganza Tabata Jovan like all those guys put in I thought like pretty good fucking shifts just grinding away um and you know like it was that type that type of game you know a few chances um physical and like it's a game of just you got to take your you know make the most of the few moments that you get and um despite i thought sporting being pretty dominant throughout the whole game weren't it's not like we were just like carving out chance after chance um it was still equally divided while and while i did feel like i never really thought Benfica was gonna score but it was always just something in the back of my mind because I mean, they did, I mean, when they did counter a couple times, it obviously looked somewhat threatening. Right. So it's like, it wasn't out of the realm of possibility to get hit on the break if we just never scored. Um, but yeah, for the most part, it, it was, you know, surprisingly comfortable derby game um, for us. And obviously Benfica, like, I guess they weren't, they weren't missing too many players, but they were missing a couple and they're missing their coach, obviously. Um, but yeah, I, I and in regards to the Pilinia situation, I I couldn't even believe that he played. Like, are we gonna now enter a saga where the news cycle now is going to be they're gonna try to get the game like scrubbed because he's like they're yes. gonna say that he shouldn't have been playing or something. And because he entered the game, it should just be void. Mm-hmm. That's my um, that's it, my word. Yeah, and the the like I kinda when I saw he wasn't starting, I I just I kinda hope that he just didn't play just so that we could avoid that. And I mean, at this, at the point of subbing him in, it's like, why wouldn't you just start him at that point? Because they're going to say the same thing, no matter what, if he steps on the field at all. Um, so yeah, I, if that doesn't happen, I'm going to be shocked. Um, because they love like grasping at straws like that. Um, but pff, awesome. <laughs> I can't, I can't believe it. dude. Facts. <laughs> Facts. Nando, last but not least, what were your thoughts, dude? Man, you guys are doing a great job summarizing pretty much every single thought and you know idea that I had about the game. Um, I'll start with Paina. Um, I am a little – I'm not concerned, per se, that they're going to go ahead and, and enter a saga like uh, Christian just said, but I am concerned that it's just going to be one more thing to draw attention away from the team and the players and one more thing for Spartan and Ruben Amorim to have to answer to and have to deal with, right? And I don't know if you guys seen on record, uh, apparently the judge who, um, I guess, granted that suspension or, you know, of, of the trial or that whatever decision is a big Spartan fan, right, with his Instagram post or his Facebook post, the cat with the Spartan scarf and some shit back in 2016. So, like... Of course, that's going to come up. Of course, that's going to be a thing. I don't give a fuck. They can suck it. Um, <laughs> we won, and Paina, I wish, had scored. Uh, he almost did, um, but I wish he had scored just to add insult to injury. With that being said, the team itself, it was another team win. It was another here is Spartan figuring out a way to win, and now we're what, a game away? Wait, does no, a game away from uh, the second the second Volta, right? No, we, we already guaranteed first place for the second Volta. That's what I'm saying. But, like, is the next game, I guess, what do you do? That, that's the last game of the that's year. That's the last yeah. game. Yeah. 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 One game away from starting the Segunda Volta. 
Sporting's, you know, four points up going into that game. Um, Porto won, Porto took care of business, and Sporting's playing Benfica. And like Christian said, you know, the tie to me, unlike you guys, uh, it was really aggravating me. I thought that was going to be another fuck, man. Sporting just doesn't have that little extra oomph, that little extra something. I was texting my dad, and I was complaining about the lack of strikers on the team, which I'm going to talk a little bit about. We're going to talk about. Um, but Sporting all year has been doing this. It's players scoring that normally wouldn't be scoring. It's team winning in ways that it hasn't won before. There's not one single player that teams have to necessarily focus on. And Ruben Amorim is slowly but surely having this team, if not already, on the path of just completely believing in itself for the group and everybody that's on the bench or starting plays with the same intensity and the same belief. Um that's that's what's beautiful about this win. It was a scrappy win. It was a win in you know extra time. It was a win when we would probably all sit here going like, well, I guess it's not going to happen today, folks. Matter of fact, maybe it's because I'm old, but I remember when Sporting was playing uh, Befica and Alvalad uh, with a chance to win the league when we ended our drought and uh, Sabari scored on a free kick to fuck us. Um, so I'm sitting here thinking like not quite the same importance, but watch Befica creep in and get a bullshit goal to fuck us up, right? But that didn't happen. Sporting won. So I know. I was, feeling, uh, I was feeling the same way, Nando. Bro. You read my mind. I was like, I know. I don't know. I was like nine years the old. The same thing with the game in 15-16 at the Luge or at mm-hmm. Alvalade. That yeah. fucking shot that like deflected, then William fell over. Like that was fucking bullshit too. Yeah. So we all and we actually and we dominated that we game dominated too. Dominated that game, yeah, yeah. We all have experience one way or another <laughs> um, with that shit, right? And it didn't happen this time. We it, it fell our way, right? So we took care of business. At the end of the day, we held serve, as they say. We won at home. Um, so far against the big guys, we're, we're not really losing points. Tied against Porto at home. Haven't played them away yet. Befica, we have to play them away yet. Um, but also, you know, Neto. Like, I've, I've talked bad about Neto. He was very, very stable. Um, I liked just his attitude, that presence, that maturity. Um, dude, that's just a team win, man. That's just a solid team win. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we could talk about transfers in a moment, but I'm going to enjoy this as a – we, you know, one for all, all for one. Let's get that dub, boys. Like that's that's all it was. It was just a solid team damn win. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna uh, just quickly give my thoughts too because it's in the same vein. Um, I just wanted to quickly give a a, a special mention to Nunu Minj, who I thought was phenomenal this game. Uh, I know Matilj Nunes got the man of the match, and he also played really well. But I think Matilj Nunes. Um, uh, Nunu Minj is, is our man of the match for sure. He had that first half. He had um, Gilberto on like he. I don't think he lost a single duel against them. And I think overall in the game he might have lost one or two. Um, so that was an impeccable performance from from an eighteen year old. You know, I I feel like we always come on here and, and big him up because uh, you know he's just that amazing. You know, and for his age, like that's that's incredible from him. Um, and, and I also want to give a special mention to Tiak Tumaj. Yeah, also and, uh, must be noted. Grimaldo, who like was like one of the other great left backs of the league, yeah, stinker today and Watch. got stubbed off. Fucking stinker. Facts. Continue. Facts. I was gonna say that too. <laughs> the the battle between uh, Pedro Poru and Grimaldo today was was an interesting one from the get go. Uh, but I think Pedro Poru obviously comes out on top from that one. Like you said, I think Grimaldo had a stinker today. Um, 
Um, Tumaz, like I was saying, I feel like I come on here every podcast and say the same thing over and over again, but the kid always gets beat up every single fucking game. Um, and, and the refs just let it be. And, uh, you know, to me, the moment of the match and, and the moment that, um, because I, I also shared the same worries that Nando did and Steph, because, you know, especially when we missed that open net from that in the, in the 30th minute, they know Marcus soft. And that's like, that's like sparking to a T. Because whenever we miss an opportunity to score, like we we get a goal, we we get we suffer a goal right away. Um, so I, I I felt it coming, but when I, I seen Tiago Tumaj, okay, marca, okay, no marca, dot dot dot. My dad read and didn't even respond back because he's probably thinking. I know, <laughs> bro. I said I said the same thing to my dad too, and my dad the whole game was like, ah, no, nós vamos perder isto, nós vamos perder isto. Um, but uh, the, when Tiago Tumaj, when Tiago Tumaj went out to Otamendi. With no fear, bro. I he he actually made me fucking believe. I was like, okay, you know what? Maybe we're gonna we're we're gonna get a result here. Um, but I was thinking more on that time at least. I was thinking more the result would give you a draw. But um, uh, overall, man, like even if we ended up losing this game, I think I would have still been uh, proud of the team's performance because, uh, like I like against all the other big teams, you can say against Porto, you know, uh, especially in the Tasa de Liga, we didn't play well against them, and and we sort of stole the result. You can say similar uh, to the Tasa Liga final with Braga, um, seeing as the second half we were really against it. But against Benfica, there was no doubt we deserved to to win this game. There was there was no doubt at all. We dominated. So uh, you know it, it would have been heartbreaking had we lost something, but I, it would have been encouraging nonetheless uh, seeing that performance. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There's not really much else to talk about. If you guys have any like. Um, moments in your head that you want to that you want to go there wasn't off. really any controversy i don't think there wasn't uh, except no. for again i repeat gilberto should have seen oh, at yeah. least four yellows i think yo there was the one foul where he kicked pedro gonzalez yeah. and it was a foul on pedro gonzalez and, okay. and i even heard it on the tv uh pot this to the ref he's like something around those lines it, 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 it was to cannibal yeah i heard that too. yeah yeah I mean, uh, Artur Suardi is, uh, it's a tough game to be, to be a referee when it's a derby. I think he did okay. Uh, and for the first time that I can recall, Befica actually got more yellows than we did. I know. I know. So crazy. <laughs> I, I, I was kind of amazed. And I'm like, well, maybe corruption is really out the window. I, I don't know. Because the VAR, since it came came to be, it's been kind of more difficult for Benfica to win games now with the shady calls. How did Paldento do it? <laughs> it's a fact. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not no, saying. that is a fact. I agree. Yep. So anyway, yeah. If that's it, then um, we'll get uh, straight. All right, let me just ask if your your guys is man of the match. I already said mine was Nunu Minj, but uh, what do you guys think, Nando? I'll start with you. Uh, not not an individual to me, man. This is a pure team victory for me. L- literally, that's that's exactly how I feel. I feel like Sporting won this as a team. They deserved it as a team, and I'm glad it happened in a derby like this as a team. To me, everybody had an important part in that game. Um, that camaraderie is contagious. That spirit is contagious. That shit's fucking lovely to watch. And we can go places. Um, 
Last time we lost the, the title race, we were seven points up. Now we're nine points up on Befica. Mind you, Porto is four points back. But that team win, point blank, point period. Sir, how about you, Steph? Uh, to me, uh, this one I'll give it to Ruben Emurin, uh, the way he prepared the team. Uh, last time against Maritim, we kind of all agreed that it was his fault that we lost the match for the Tasa Portugal. Well, this time he did prepare the team real well. Uh, without Pelinha, uh, mm-hmm. even though Pelinha played in the second uh, uh, half, uh, he admitted that he 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 did not. He was not counting on Pelinha, but all, all Ruben Amorim and like Nenu said, the team as well. Uh, extremely great performance by the whole team. Um, at any time, I thought Benfica was going to win the game at all. I didn't feel that. Didn't have that feeling. I just had the feeling that they're going to score a shitty goal. The three tabellas or Caralho rebound off somebody. That's what I thought they would do uh, because they're always lucky like that. But, you know, extra linha that started this year is with us. We have everything going our way. We got three great acquisitions just uh, today. And we're not in the Taça Portugal, which it's kind of sad, but at the same time, uh, we're not playing additional three games. Uh, I think the se- semifinals still two games, or is it one game this year? I'm not sure. Not sure. You, I think it's two. It's, two. it's think still it's two. still I'm, two. I'm assuming it's unchanged. Yeah. Okay. So then you know uh, it, it could have been potentially three more games, and then we're not in the league at all. But a few more games, so we'll be fully rested. So we should have no excuse not to pull a great performance in the second round. Of Liga Nos and still be in the title race and still be the leaders. Uh, so we have everything going our way uh, because I think Porto just lost a key player recently. Um, was it today on today's game? Uh, I'm not sure. I didn't watch. What have you? I mean, and the more games you play, the 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 more players you could lose. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, that that's all I got to say. Yeah. Yeah, Christian, how about you? Yeah, I mean, it would definitely be easy, or a shorter list for me to name but like performances that I didn't like today than than, than I did because I liked a lot of them. Uh, Kawad's definitely Kawad's Netu Poru. Uh, I mean, I didn't really like Fidel's probably one of the 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 guys that I thought had one of like the, the worser games out there. But I guess I'll give it to Mateus Nunes. Uh, Got to start. Got the goal. Unlikely hero. Yeah, agreed. Cool, cool. Viva, viva Sporting on that one. I have to say that again. Um, let's go into the uh, to the transfers. I'll start with the transfer outs, and we'll go into uh, worldwide scouting's comment here. Thoughts on Joan Silva's transfer? Uh, sort of came as a surprise. I we at first I only heard like uh, he was loaned out to the last place team in Croatia. What a weird, weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then discovered that he was actually sold to Alaves. I'm not sure if you guys heard of any price tag there. It might have just been a free, to be honest. Um, and then loaned out to Croatia. Your overall thoughts? I kind of like João Silva. I thought he was uh, maybe next in line after he was in Quaresma. He's been one of the guys that's kind of been on the fringes of like when they call a bunch of guys from like the B or U23, like he's in the group. So yeah, yeah it is. It is surprising to be honest. Yeah, and he's captain of the B team too, right? Well, he was. 
Or he was, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm upset, too. I, I, I agree with you guys, and uh, Worldwide Scouting just brought it up, and I'm upset. I'm upset. But not so I'm much upset. about Ilori. That, that's good news. That was and, the next one. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be Thanks. back in five months, guys. Don't worry. Oh, <laughs> exactly. Thank well, you. Thank why you. Do you have to why do you have to ruin the party like that? Hey, <laughs> you're such a Debbie Downer. I hope they stay up so that there's at least a 1% chance they might activate the clause. Listen, <laughs> he he came to Lorient and they beat PSG 3-2. I'm not saying – I don't think anything <laughs> happens for coincidences, you know? Like, I think Lorient might keep him. Yeah. Nando, what were your thoughts on 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 Ilotti leaving, bro? Fuck, get rid of that dude, bro. I've been so tired of that. I wish he came to hang out with me in New Jersey, but yeah. <laughs> when he turned down coming to the states, I was like, "Fuck this guy!" Like, go somewhere already. <laughs> the fact that he came back a second time, I was like, "You can't be, you can't be serious. We can't keep doing this shit with the Ilotti." Um, so good, glad he's gone. Uh, he's he's been pretty fucking useless. <laughs> like, An- another one that's out. Uh, I just threw on the tweet that we just put up. Um, was um Ristovsky going to Dinamo Zagreb? I believe it's a one million euro buy, right? Yep. Um, you know, my next shot goes out to Ristovsky. It's been real, bro. I've I've been your supporter. I'm still your supporter. And when the Euros come around and Macedonia looks sh- like shit, but you're like the top player, believe me, I will be tweeting. About how great you are. Wait, I don't know if going, you guys have any. They're going idea. to the Euro, right? They're going to the Euro. They, they are going it. to the Euro. Yeah, they yeah, got yeah, it. Yeah. You got in. Yeah. Yeah, they Hell got yeah. in. Fan so for he's life. Gonna, he's gonna. Yeah, he's gonna kill it. I. Well, I think at least. Happy trails, Risto. <laughs> Steph, do you have any thoughts on on Ristovsky leaving though? Uh I mean, you know, uh, he, he made his bed, bed, so then he had to lay on it. Um, I mean, I liked him too. Don't get me wrong, but there's certain things that you. As a professional player, you have to control. Uh, you can be you can be vocal in a respectful way. Uh, him being on the bench and saying Braga, Braga, when he's a, sp- a sporting player, that's not a good thing. Um, sure. You could have a disagreement with your coach behind closed doors, offline. Uh, it happens all the time in our day-to-day basis uh, with your boss, a coworker. Uh, with us, uh, even when we have disagreements, what do we do? We send each other a, a personal DM or we call each other and then we get it solved. Um, so I think he crossed the line. I think he crossed the line and he didn't have uh, an, any leverage or any wiggle room. And uh, it was good for him to be sold. It was good for Sporting as well because I think he was making $2 million a year, which clean it was a million. And then was imposts million for Portugal, so it was good for everybody. Um, best of luck to him, and hopefully he learned with his mistakes that he can be uh, he can be embarrassing and coach in front of his teammates. That's a big no no. Uh, and Rune Mourinho, he is the way he is, and I like it. That's how you control your team. That's why you have a good pulse on your team. It's it when you see that hey this guy is not giving me a hundred percent in in practices I'm gonna gonna demote him to the B team. That's why we have a goddamn B team. We have a B team. You could go down or you could go up. And in this case, it happened to Quaresma. It happened to yeah. Plata. So it's not every stuff thing. It, it, it's it's an attitude thing. If your coach is telling you. 
this is the way I'm expecting uh, uh, you to be in practice and on, on the pitch. You have to listen to me. This is my way or the highway. Then, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's on Ritavsky. That's his fault. Uh, what happened was totally his fault. And it's not because we're in first place and we're doing great. Uh, because I've seen Platis on the B team now. Koresma uh, was and he came back. So, epa, é assim a vida, meu. Porta-te bem e mais nada. Yeah, no, tens razão. Um, next, uh, next out, it's the two Pedros. Uh, we'll start with Pedro Minge, of course. Comes back from Almeria uh, and then now is loaned out to Nacional. Um, Nando, any thoughts on this one? I was muted. Um, <laughs> I wish he, I don't know. I would, I, like uh, Christian said earlier, uh, he thought he was going to be our third option. Um, I can't imagine he's uh, right now any worse than like Luis Philippe or, yeah. you know, that far off from Tiak Tomaj. I think it's a combination of, of what Steph just said, you know, if the player doesn't seem to fit Ruben Amorim's attitude group, you know, what he's looking for in terms of people's attitude for the team, then I think they just don't fit. And I think um, he might have an attitude problem, hence why he hasn't had opportunities to play where he was just loaned out to. Yeah. When players get sent to other teams and still remain on the bench and don't do anything, uh, Luis Madeiros before, you know, going to Braga, um, and, and all these other players that we've had experience with, they're usually a good sign that it's an attitude problem. It's a, it's an issue with the way that they think they might be better than other players or not wanting to be part of the team. And, and that's why they sit on the bench. So I'm not, I'm not mad about it necessarily. Same, same in a, in a similar vein. I mean, a different type of player, but sort of in a similar situation, also named Pedro, uh, Chris, what were your thoughts on, on Pedro Marx going to Gil Vicente? You're muted. Over time, it's like funny to watch the trajectory of these two because it, honestly, it always seemed like yeah. Pedro Mendes had more raw talent, but and and more of like a you know the physique to be you know uh, a striker for real. Um, but, but it seems like now it's like I would probably say Pedro Marx would have the brighter future, and um, whatever whatever Marx has gone, he's hit goals. Um, whether it be in these bumfuck leagues like the in like random like lower leagues in like the Netherlands or at the Sporting B team or wherever it may be, he always hits goals. The same cannot be said about men's. He rarely ever hits goals. I mean, I guess he scored a couple for like the for the U twenty threes last season, but that was about it. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess it'll be interesting to see one if either of these two get significant minutes of any sort, and two if they can do anything with those minutes. So yeah. Will be interesting to track these two, um, but I would, if I had to make a prediction right now, it seems like these two don't really have much of a future uh, at sporting. It would appear unless they start popping off, which, based on you know how things have gone so far, seems unlikely. Yeah, yeah. facts. I agree. Um, last one is is Rafael Camacho going to Rio Ave? Um, sort of a shock. On that one, um, I mean, I, I don't know if anybody has really anything to say about that one. We, I think we all wished him the best of luck, and uh, hopefully he can, you know, do something for Riwav so that he has some sort of resale value when he comes back. 
Um, I mean, I don't think there's much else to say but that. Uh, he also joins uh, a bunch of other Spartanistas at Riwav, so Riwav seems to be our Spartan bit. Um, the only other thing I, I wanted to mention before going in with the ins, and we have a we have a few exciting ins. Uh, I mean, one really exciting in is um, is that I hate the fact that Verandas is making a um, a habit of doing a lot of last minute deals. Uh, literally, you know, Pedro Minge, Pedro Marks. Uh, I mean, what took them so long to establish a loan deal? Like, that's a wasted month in my eyes, you know, uh, of them not playing for Nacional and Gil Vicente uh, or, or Rafael Camacho. Maybe maybe the free kick really enticed Riwab, so I won't blame them there. But um, I'm not a fan with all the last-minute sales and buys, you know. Uh, it, it's sort of reminiscent to what happened last year in the summer. Um, I think it was more... My great. Yeah, I think it was more because uh, as um, like Peter Menji was in Spain, so so Sporting to get him, Sporting didn't have to get him. That's something people have to understand. He was loaned to what was the name of the Spanish team? Almeria. Almeria. So Sporting didn't have to get him back. Sporting could have said to Almeria, "Hey, the deal was until June, so you stuck with him until June." But they said, "Okay, you know what? We'll get him back just because." And that's when the manager of the player plays a big role. Let's find a club for him before he comes back, and then we okay to loading him again. And that's what happened to Pedro Mendes. They said, "Oh, Nacional is interested. Okay, so that's fine. We'll take it. We'll take him back and loan him right again." Because because we let's keep in mind when we get these players back, it means we have to pay their salary again. So why would Sporting get him back if they made a deal with Almeria? So, so that's specifically for Pedro Mendes. Pedro Marx was was a good loan because yeah. he will evolve more as he'll be sent uh, because he'll be sent. He's in the first league, so he'll be a much better competitive league for him, and I think he'll do great. Um, and then Camacho, last but not least, uh, also the same thing. I think Camacho uh, he was regaining his confidence in the B team. But the B team joga no Campeonato de Portugal. Big difference mm -hmm. than playing in the, in the Portuguese first league. So him going to Rio Ave and being with familiar faces, I think he'll do great. And like uh, Chris said, hopefully uh, his value will go up and then we'll be able to sell him again. Yeah, agreed. He's not um, sporting material. He's not. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, or, or if he is, he has still a lot to prove that he is. Oh, for this. Um, <laughs> one, one yeah, that's true too. That is true too. Um, so we'll, we'll go in with the big in that also includes with two uh, outs. Uh, of course, that is Paulinho coming in for a, a, a total of 16 million, but it's 13 million cash. Uh, uh, Borja's valuation going, of course, Borja going to Braga. He's valued at, at 3 million euros. Um, and then um, Sporar also following up in Braga on a, a loan deal for the end of the season. Um, Nando, I'll, I'll start with you. What were your What are your initial thoughts on the Paulinho deal? Are you excited for Paulinho? I can already see you shaking your head. <laughs> What's your thoughts, bro? I, I'm glad. <laughs> I fucking hate the deal so much. I'm glad he came to Sporting because we need a solid striker, and he looks like he's going to be better than Sporar. But it's again, it's like how much better than Sporar for 16 fucking million euros for what was it, 60%, 70% of the pass? 
I think 70. Yeah. 70. So, so, so we don't even own this dude fully. No. We're back to giving Braga and being Braga's bitch financially. <laughs> and we give them Borja and they can buy Sporad for seven and a half million. So I, I would love to hear, like, please, guys, comment in the section below. Let us know on Twitter. Is Sporad that much more inferior than fucking Paulinho? Yes. Because if he's at, like, that much, that, yes. that, that, that yes. ridiculous amount of money, Sporad's seven and a half million, and Paulinho, roughly, what, 20 million worth? So, like, financially, it doesn't fucking make sense, especially when Bas Dos was sold because it was too expensive, especially when Varanda said that Sporting couldn't commit to crazy financial decisions anymore. So this is an all-in on Varanda's, and I think I mentioned this, and we talked about this briefly in a podcast, the last one I was in, that it's an all-in on Ruben Amorim and an all-in on getting Ruben Amorim, his boy. Um, for fuck's sake, he better hope that this shit works out because all he is, what, 28? 28. 28. Yeah. He's signing a five year. He's not going anywhere. He signed I, I, know. I can't, I can't wait to see him. He's going to retire. As a his, uh, <laughs> flourishing into the, the next superstar of the Portuguese national team. Like, if, if you read the whole thing, there's another curveball on the deal. Which is the, uh, the prestimo sporar until the end of the year. No. Right? no? Yeah, you already mentioned that. If if somebody wants to buy if Paul uh, wants to buy Pauline for twenty five million, we'll have to sell him, or we'll have to pay a penalty of twenty percent, something like that. <laughs> what? Yeah. It, who's yeah. gonna offer twenty five uh, million? And wolves say no to. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, I know exactly. But still, I mean. Yeah, it's wolves. It's wolves are bust, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, wolves. It's like Benfica uh, say. <laughs> Let's really hope that yeah. um, <laughs> Wolves is George Men's A, bro. That's their yeah. A squad. I mean, <laughs> he took Let, a season off for his sake and for our sake that, he, that it all comes to fruition, bro. Because if it doesn't, it has to. There's no other option. There's no other option. And, and thankfully for him, this is the one time where I'll say, I'm happy that we don't have fans in the stadium because if he started throwing up some fucking goose eggs, like he'd be the fuck boot out of Alvalade. <laughs> yeah. That's true. I mean, if he's throwing goose eggs, he might be booed out of Avalad when, when fans do come back. Let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing our fans. Steph, what, what are your thoughts on the Paulinho deal, though? I, I, uh, well, I'm a fan of Paulinho. I like Paulinho. Uh, I, think, I don't think he is a phenomenal player. If you look at uh, look up all the seasons he has put together with Sporting Club de Braga, He's and the national team he just begun is a is a new adventure. Yeah, I think he's a great player. The deal is shitty. Uh, yeah. I don't. I think we look desperate. Um, and I know I know why we're doing this. We're giving Kuman uh, and Murin all the weapons we, we can give him. Uh, if you if you listen to Kuman and Murin on the flash interview today. Uh, he was saying that uh, uh, we we paid for what we paid for Pauline, Jean Pereira, and Mateus Reis. He included the three players together. That's what our uh, rivals paid for one player. So if you look at it in in, in, in that point of view, uh, it's kind of uh, a good deal. 
But at the same time, when we just pinpoint only Paulinho, it's an extremely bad deal. It is a bad deal. I mean, we, we give a lot to, to Sporting Club Braga for Paulinho. Here's the thing. We'll forget, though. If he ba- if he starts banging him in. Yeah, of course. We forgot. Bottom, we forgot bottom. that we only have 50% of Pedro Gonzalez when he started banging him in. If he starts banging him in, we'll forget how shitty the oh, deal yeah. is. yeah. But the deal is shitty as fuck is the reason. Yeah, the, the deal itself as of today is a shitty deal. But, you know, I got to say, I'm a, I'm a fan of Paulinho. I'm excited he plays for Sporting Club Portugal. And I'm expecting great things from him. I am. I'm expecting great things from him. Because Porat was off. He couldn't score even with an open net. But, I mean, guys, there's one thing, too. And I'm sorry to cut you off, Steph. But I'm sure one of us will touch up on this. It's we had a lack of solutions. So we're trading. So let's say Paulinho, we all agree, is better than Sporad, but we still need solutions in the bench because before we still only had two. We still only had Sporad and Tiago Tomás. So now we still only have Paulinho and Tiago Tomás. Hey. Fucking yeah. yeah, that's the problem. of the financial issue. But that was Salvador being smart, saying, listen, I'm giving you my Punta de Lança. Now I want your Punta de Lança. Yeah. 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 And he and was smart enough to not say, be like, yes, yes, I like that. Get mine. Thank you so he much. He didn't want Camacho or Elordi oh. or, or Rodrigo Fernandes. He's not a fucking idiot. Like, I can't imagine how yeah. Varanda's fucking negotiate. <laughs> Salvador's like, you're going to be my bitch. And Varanda's like, claro, meu amigo. No problema. However, Varanda's <laughs> <laughs> even talk to him. It was Uc Vienna. But it is crazy. We're True. getting Braga like 30 million. Uh, I was going to say that. Over like a one and a half year time frame, which is. But check, check, check this shit out. If we do become champions, I mean, I'll tell you what. If we Champions finish, League money, right? Yeah, exactly. Even if we finish in second place, <laughs> we still get all, what is it, $50 million right away? And then all the money that goes with it, you know, each Each win. We're going, to the, we're going to the semis. So yeah. that's like 12 more wins. <laughs> it's like a mil <laughs> each win. I know it's a lot of money. Now. It's a lot of money. It, uh, sorry, go ahead. No, I think I think it's an uh, like we say in poker, all in. It is an all in, and it's it's funny. It's an all in from a president who said he doesn't do all ins. This is a second all in, but okay. The so far, his first all in. The first one kind of. It's worked, been yeah. it's been perfect. So I'm not gonna. I I, I like Paulinho as well. I, I think he's. He's, he's more than just a goal-scoring striker as well. So I, I think he'll bring us a lot in terms of that. But I, I, need to, I need to also emphasize this again. If he gets injured, we're then stuck with, with Tiago Tumaj again. And it's just Tiago Tumaj. And that's my only worry about this. Was Salvador smart for this? 100%. 100%. He needed a striker, and then the last day of the market, it's going to be tough for him to find a striker. So I, I understand why he goes for Sporad, and I think it's even a good deal if he does go for Sporad Hopefully they don't buy him so that next season we have Sporad Pauling Mantiakumaj. We'll see. Um, that's my only worry in terms of the move. And if like we've all said, I think the deal is shit. Um, but but I mean I, I think Paulingu will be that guy for us. I hope at least. We got Luis Felipe. <laughs> are, are you trying to convince me or scare me? Um, an, another incoming uh, uh, transfer move. I mean, oh, uh, also Borja leaving. We we talked a bit about Spora. Do you think Borja is going to be a big a big loss? I kind of like no. Borja. He hasn't really done no. that no. bad for us. But no. yeah, I agree. No, no, he was. How good do you say that? That's about no. it. 
Yeah. He missed. He missed a lot. We lost games because of him because he sucked as a center back, and he he, he would have been better off telling Ruben Emuding, "Nah, don't put me a center back because I'm gonna fuck it up like he did." <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I, I I yeah, I agree. It's not that bad of a loss to me. No, could could have could have lost somebody a lot worse. No. Um. No. The next incoming deal, kind of controversial. I personally like it. I, don't, I want your guys' opinion on it. Uh, João Pereira. Uh, Christian, I'm going to start off with you first because I think Verandas is watching your tweets and uh, actually listens to you. But what are your thoughts on João Pereira coming in, bro? Yeah, I mean, I'm excited that we, we brought him in. Uh, I mean, no, for no more reason that I, I think he still has something to give and I've always liked João Pereira. Um, like, Growing up, I always played outside back, and I'm kind of small, so like feisty outside backs were like the guys that I loved. So I mean, Quintero and Juan Pereira were some of my favorite players um, growing up. Juan Pereira might literally be shorter than I am. Like I think he's like five four, so he is a short goat. Wow. Um, yeah, he's tiny, dude. Um, five four or five five, he is very small. Um, but yeah, he's a short goat, and so I, I'll always go to bat for Juan Pereira. Um, I, I can't say that I follow the Turkish league like that closely, but at the same time, I can't say that I also don't not follow it. Um, because I do watch BN sports a lot when they have the Turkish league and I have a buddy who supports Fenner. So like, I do kind of pay attention. So, I mean, last season, Juan Pineda actually had a pretty good year for, for travels and sport. And I mean, that's a, that's a good team there. They play in Europe almost every season. And he had, he had like eight assists last year. Um, like he, and he played almost every game. And then this season, I think he they've been kind of worse and he fell out of favor. I don't know if they had a new manager or something. Um, so despite being a bit old, um, I he could definitely still play for six months. And to be honest, like I think he could even do like maybe like another season in like MLS or some shit if he really wanted to keep playing. But I think it, it, he's supposed to stay like in the coaching staff. Um, yeah, that's what I think at least. Yeah, that's what it seems to be. So, I mean, I'm happy you won't put it as back. Um, and he deserved it in 15-16. So if we can get him a winner's medal, I think he earned it. That's a fact. That's a fact. I don't know if you guys also want to chime in on, on Juan Pereira, Steph, Fernando. No, I agree. Juan Pereira, actually, he, he comes with, uh, along those lines of uh, Neto mentality, mentality, Quartz, Fidal. He's the, yeah, the right-sided yeah. Antunish. That's a great comment. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> those are my boys right there. Exactly. <laughs> right. Comes with a lot of experience, and if if Fupuro for some reason can play, I'm totally comfortable with John Pereira uh, because he knows what's up. He's played in in many great teams in in great top leagues, uh, so and he's going to bring a good atmosphere, a good balneario, uh, you know, leadership. I'm actually and, and he played for Sporting twice before. This is the third time exactly. He's back. So. Yeah. No, I don't want to say John Pereira because I like him. And uh, what he did at Sporting, all the time. And we know he's, he's uh, Poro's replacement. And he's accepting that role. So he's not going to go there to create problems. He's going to be there to be a fill-in in case he needs to back up Poro. And that's awesome, man. When, when, when you know your role from the get-go and you accept it, that's even better. Yeah. A thousand percent. I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Agree with everybody there on Jean Pereira. Really can't com complain one bit about it. And Ruben Abrini already had made a comment 
uh, regarding it um, after today's game that said everything. You know, he says it's about getting a player with strong character who knows the club. That's not really a risk getting guys that are, have the same spirit um, and same group mentality. Um, big heart, very, very rañoso, feisty. Um, and, and that's all it is. He nailed it right there with those words. We all nailed it and how we described the guy. Um, and Steph made the best point right there. He knows his role. He knows he's not going to be a starter. We don't need him to be a starter. We just need him to fucking play the the cheerleader, if you will, on the bench. Give these guys the spirit of belief and that we can win this shit because he has done that before. Um, and then if he needs to come in for 10, 15 minutes here or there or fill in a shoe on an injury or suspension, no problems. He won't be that fall off, uh, you know, big of a fall off from, from Porto. Um, Great, great pickup, I think, for half a season at least. Yep. Agreed, agreed. And then uh, last one that finally confirmed. I mean, we've been talking about it, I feel like, since since uh, September. Uh, Mateusz Reis actually does join. Um, you know, an outside back who can also play center back. Um, I think it's a good move. It's it's more in terms of depth. It, my only concern is he hasn't played for about six months. So um, we'll see in what sort of condition he comes back in. Um, but I, I personally, I'm not opposed to it. I mean, it's to me, it's a direct uh, like Borja replacement in terms of uh, coming off the bench for Fidal or for you know either playing the center back of a three or maybe even playing the left back. Though I mean, we have Antunj and we have um, oh yes, yeah, we have Antunj and and Nunu Minj. So Mateus Reis might be just another body there. Uh, so yeah, that's that's unless anybody has anything else about Mateus uh, Reis. Um, yeah, Mateus Reis actually was a good was a good pickup, uh, cheap, and yeah. uh, and it's 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 actually very important to get him now, to get him ready for next season. So at least now he'll be getting used to the club, this and that. Um, and I I still think he will play a few games um, before the the end of the season anyway. But he, he will be mm -hmm. able to. To regain rhythm, to get to know the 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 club, to get to know his teammates. So no, it was a good pickup. I agree. I very, agree. Very talented, and a, and a long time coming too. Um, before we move on to Mudalidads and a preview of uh, of uh, next week's game. Sorry, I'm just smiling at your cat there, Nando. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> um, is uh, I just wanted to do a uh, uh, it's like a Howard Stern thing, a post mortem. I think he calls it. Of uh, our little interview with uh, with Bruno de Carvalho, I, I, I want to go first off. Steph and Nando, we definitely missed you guys. Uh, definitely wished you you were here with us. Uh, I don't know if Steph, you want to start off. If you had any thoughts about it, what were your thoughts, dude? Nah, I mean it was uh, it was an emotional day for all of us. Uh, I know how how hard uh, uh, you, Chris, and Nando, uh, myself, and uh, and Sam prepared that show um it it took it was months of preparation all the questions the upgrading of uh stream yard uh the fans i'm pretty sure they've seen it we have our own logo background own music um so you guys know everything comes out of our pocket you know no one is helping us with anything but we do it for the love of the club um and uh we did all this uh, because because of the importance of Bruno Carvalho, and uh, I want to you know say obrigado Bruno Carvalho e Alexandre Godinho, uh, because uh, you know they've they they have such a busy schedule, 
and them coming to our show and uh, and giving us a boost of uh, 2,600 something and counting views. And uh, our, our Sporting 160EN podcast, um, everybody knows us now in Portugal that we exist. Um, the numbers uh, of uh, viewers in uh, YouTube, um, subscribers just went up crazy. We're close to 500. Uh, the, the followers on Twitter, we're close to 3,000. We should have been at 6,000, actually, if it wasn't for Sporting Sport Sport TV. TV. Fucking bastards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then, you guys did a great job. Great composer by you, Chris and Sam. Uh, uh, Bruno Carvalho explaining himself uh, is phenomenal. The intelligence of Cheval, meu, eu passei because he gave us he gave us feedback that we didn't even know about the OF and Michel Platini and Blatter and uh, and the uh, Fernand Gomes. I mean, and we were privileged enough to be the first ones to know about that and telling us live in our small little podcast that we yeah. do for fun, to, out of love. And El, uh, Alexandre Goudinho, what a gentleman, what a, a smart lawyer. Uh, and I agree. I think I think it was Sam or Chris that said it. We should do a podcast with just Alexandre Goudinho one day. Uh, I, I think we'll benefit from that. We'll just have to be a bit more specific with the questions more into the law aspect of it uh, because that's his forte. But yeah, that I, I watched the whole show and I rewatched it. I think three times because you always miss something, and it's better to listen to it when you're driving because you pay attention more to it. So my commute is 45 minutes, so it took me I think three days to listen to the whole podcast again because I saw it live. But when I heard it again, I'm like, damn, I didn't hear that, you know, the first day. Because I was so excited and putting comments, and I was missing some good portions of what uh, Bruno Carvalho was saying, um, and it just made made me realize that uh, how much I like the guy, and how much that Verand is fucking up by not giving him the title the Sosu back, like he promised anyway. It's on a video, it's yeah. recorded on the video. Que diz que o Bruno Carvalho. Nunca, nunca vou tirar de sócio de Sporting. I don't remember exactly what he said, but it's, it's on video. And uh, it pops up once in a while on Twitter and Facebook uh, so to remind people. Uh, and um, I, I'm not saying you would win the next elections in 2022. I think that's when we opt for elections. But he would, he would have a fair shot. He would have a fair shot. Epá, um, gostei, adorei. I fell in love with the guy again. Uh, e com o Alexandre Gurinho também. And I think Sporting, the Varandas, the administration of Varandas, they're not doing the, the proper thing, the justice that, that they deserve. They're only asking to be such as the Sporting. That's all they're asking for. Which they, cash ball was bullshit. To me, the master mind before, uh, behind cash ball, I hate to say it, but for me, for Luis Vieira, he's the one who cooked that shit up. And he did a really good job with cash ball. Um, and, uh, you know, when they talk about Cas Cardinal, to the Benficistas and Portistas, the only thing I have to say is that guy that was involved in Cas Cardinal is out of sporting, has been out of sporting for years. 
Mas o Luís Filipe Vieira, que é corrupto, que não haja dúvida nisso, que é, esse filho da puta é corrupto, e o Pinto da Costa, que é corrupto, e de que maneira? They still there. They still applaud them. They still reelect them. So that says a lot about benfiquistas and portistas. It says that they love winning by cheating. They love that. They love winning by cheating. Love it. As portinguistas, we different why. Because when we know a dirigente como Cristóvão, o caso cardinal, was involved maybe in a scheme like that, he was kicked out of the club. He was kicked out. That's a big difference. And that's why I'm proud to be a Sportingista. Because we don't like corruption. Did corruption happen in our club? Most likely, yes. But we don't keep those folks in our club. But Benfica and Portistas estão sempre a aplaudi-los e a botá-los para trás. So, there it is, bro. Para mim, Benficaistas assim, Portistas assim, they're not real, uh, you know, real fans. That's what I got to say. Um, I'm, I'm just going to piggyback a little bit off of what Steph said. I, uh, it was a very emotional um, podcast for obvious reasons. Um, to me, it reminded me of how much he brought back the passion of what is Spartan and, and how he, you know, reignited, you know, the sleeping line, if you will, in all of us. Um, the belief that we can do it, the belief that no matter how bad the sporting situation was or can get, um, if we all pull together, we can come out of that hole. Um, the dude commands an audience like nobody other, at least in the sporting realm or soccer realm in general or, or even in sports period. I mean, he's a great public speaker. He knows how to tell a story. Very intelligent how he delivers his stories. Knows exactly how to articulate what happened. Um, sharing with us in detail, you know, the, with the Platini, the VAD, and so forth and so on. Um, on the lighter note, I absolutely love his hatred for George Zeus. Uh, that shit's fucking perfect. Um, he made no chills <laughs> whatsoever. I mean, the dude can't stand him, and rightfully so. Um, and he's a Spartanista. He's a Spartanista through and through. He suffers for Spartan. He wants Spartan to win, and he's always going to be that way. Um, I believe him when he says that he doesn't hold any grudges uh, other than George Zeus. Um, I believe him when he talks about, you know, lack of hatred for other people. Um, I think that he would always give up everything that he's got going on in his life. If Spartan came knocking on his door and said, we need you again. Um, that's a true Spartanista. And that's a true fucking president right there, in my opinion. Um, and then I'll finish off with saying this, you know, him reminding us, of how many backstabbers he had to deal with during his time at Spartan and the fact that he was able to continue to persevere and continue to push through for five years worth, all the way from old Dimu and the fucker who owns the Saad, um, all the way through the guys who quickly turned their backs on him in order to stay within Spartan now with Varanda's administration. The fact that Alexandre Goudinho did absolutely nothing wrong. Like he said, like, if you guys don't want him to be, or like he said, if you guys don't want me to be the associate of the club, why the fuck can Alexandre Goudinho be? Why? Because he's my friend. That's his pecado. That's mm -hmm. his flaw. Like, that shit really puts a perspective how um, old school controlled Spartan still is, and people fail to realize that. 
Um, I know Johnny at some point made a comment that this isn't the Spartan of my grandpa and father, but uh, the fact of the matter is this is still very much the Spartan of our grandparents. Yeah, and our yes, father. it is. All the guys behind the scenes are the exact same guys. It so, is the exact what, same what on yeah. They didn't have a great fucking pitch right now. It is, and what on surface looks like it might be a new Spartan isn't, and there's – this fucking old generation that continues to crack the whip and crack the whip and crack the whip. And that's why Spartan has gone fucking, you know, one title in, in the past, uh, what, 19 years or two titles in the past 40 years and so forth and so on. That's the problem at Spartan. That's what we've been fighting for. That's what Bruno Carvalho fought against. And at the end of the day, he wasn't strong enough to bring that down. And that was still something um, that we have to face today. Um, Spartan was able to be champion, uh, you know, under the old farts presidents, but once in all those years and in two times in three years, and we haven't been since. So it is doable. Um, the problem with Spartan has been sustainability. Are we trying to win at all costs or are we trying to, you know, fill in a little gap here and there to say Spartan is still alive. And I feel like that's what Spartan has been doing. They're more interested in the fame. They're more interested in the notoriety and being able to say that they're president of Spartan and, and all the fucking goodies that come aside from it. Not so much putting their actual fucking skin on the line like Bruno Carvalho did. And uh, the fact that he was able to articulate that and just show that passion to share with us, like Steph said, like this is our podcast. We've had people come and go. You know, sometimes we can fill in, sometimes we can't. And you guys fucking killed it. The questions, the 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 way that you commanded the presence there. That that's all applause to you guys. Um, Sam was not on tonight, but you know, Chris um, and Danny. Um, it was great. It was it was it was very much a culmination of hard work and and us, you know, putting in the time to get a moment like that. You know. That was that was a fucking cool moment. That was. I'll, I'll be really quick. Um, the 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 one uh, I, I because I clipped everything up. I I listened to it again, and I, I'm gonna be honest. Walking away from it the first time, I was like, "Oh fuck!" Like I don't know how good of a podcast we had. You know, we just got Bruno Carvalho on. Still, so many questions we wanted to ask. We didn't really necessarily ask him. Um, you know, I, at the time of the of the podcast, I'm like, "Fuck!" This guy's just rambling on and on. I think that that worry came in only because when we asked him the COVID question, he went on for a little bit about it. And I'm like, fuck, like that was supposed to be a quick question sort of thing. So that had me stressed. But then when I'm re-listening to it, I'm like, oh, fuck, these guys are saying some good shit here. Actually, Like I'm just not paying attention. I'm like looking at the comments all the time or whatever. Um, and then, um, but yeah, like I fucking, I loved it. I, I, I posted, I think on my Instagram or something and I, and I stand by it. I, I literally get on here with you guys, with people all over, like with Spartanistas. I feel the club like I do. I'm in Toronto. Chris is in, in dirty Jersey, you know, Steph's in Philly. You're down in, in in Charlotte. And all we do is just, you know, we we get online. We talk shit about Spartan or Varandas or we, we, we say our mind about the club that we love. And, and that's it. And the fact that the man took his time, both of the men took out their time to, to actually chat with us and give us exclusives like they did. And at the time, I wasn't appreciative of it. Um, it was really sick for me. Uh, and the only other thing I wanted to say was at, uh, on the podcast, I said, um, you know, hopefully we have them back. I, and I, of course, meant that. Uh, and when I said that, I hope we have them back, whether if not together separately. I hope they didn't misconstrue me thinking I only wanted Bruno separately. That was actually towards having Gudingu, Alexandre Gudingu separately because um, I, I, unfortunately, I, I wasn't just aware of, uh, too, too aware of him. Like I knew of him, but not too much about him so we didn't necessarily have exact questions towards him 
But whenever we did talk to him, the man was just a wealth of knowledge and I, and I fucked with him heavy. So, um, yeah, I hope we, I hope we have them both back. I hope we have Alashend back. Uh, and yeah, it was great. Christian, I'll pass to you, dude. Yeah. I mean, I'm just like everyone else thankful that they, you know, were willing to even come on our pod and yeah. And, and, and share the knowledge that they had, uh, the stories that they had uh, in particular, like the VAR moment and, um, him talking about the behind the scenes of the Gudini Lopes resignation, which honestly created more questions than it answered some questions, but then it created like six new ones. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I'd like to talk to him <laughs> about that again sometime. Um, yeah, I mean, it just it vindicated anything that you know, everything that I've thought about him and you know, the unfairness. I mean. I, I didn't need to hear from him directly. I already, I read everything. I knew everything that happened, you know? Um, so, I mean, it, it didn't really change my opinion of him or anything. If anything, it just like, you know, this guy's fighting the good fight and, you know, recognizing that is like the correct recognition. And if you, you think that this guy is like the worst thing ever, then you're just a fucking sucker for like CMTV. And you're just, <laughs> you're, 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 you're spewing shit that's against your own interest at the end of the day so yeah that's all yeah cheers to my guy bruno i just also want to say that and this is shot number six i promised i would drink as many shots as points we were away from Befica, but the fact that uh i have maybe three more to go and i have work tomorrow morning i might not make it there but here's number six oh. here's number six for those who are counting aka johnny <laughs> but Steph, or, or, uh, let me pass it to you towards our modalidades before we preview our next game where we fly to, to Madeira again. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about modalidades, track and field, uh, at the meeting of Carl Voschi uh, in um, Lessement de Peso, uh, our athlete. She won the golden medal, Oriol Dogma, with 19 meters and 65 centimeters. So congratula congratulations to her. In uh, basketball, um, it was a pretty miserable performance. We lost all the three games. Um, it, it just, you know, I hate to say it, but it's just to show you how how poor the Portuguese league is. Uh, the best team of Portugal couldn't win one single game in a small tournament in Poland to move on to the next phase. Uh, and then the third game, you know, we lost badly because our, our players uh, were tired and exhausted. They're not, they're not, uh, uh, you know, geared towards that kind of evolution of basketball, evolved basketball. Um, I hate to say it, but uh, these players that played in Portugal, uh, they're lucky to, to, to make the money they're making in Portugal because they're not that good. Because uh, when they compete against teams like, like these teams, they lose badly. Um, I mean, it was close games. Uh, but at the same time, I was highly disappointed because we did invest a lot of money in this basketball team and we couldn't win one single game. So disappointed with our basketball team. Really, uh, honestly, and it kind of was an all-in, right? This is the modality that they've gone all-in on. They just got an expensive new reinforcement yeah. while announcing all, all the half the handball teams walking. Um, and it was a fucking fail. The entire thing was yeah. a fucking fail. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was. 
Yeah, chime in. The Go second ahead. game. I mean, I mean, I watched all these games. They're on YouTube. They're easy to watch. I was very excited for them. Um, I, I mean, I didn't watch the second half of the third one because we were interviewing Bruno Bruno Value, uh, but I watched the other two and a half halves um, <laughs> or, or games. And yeah, I mean, it just it sucked, man. I don't know, like Travante underperformed. I would say definitely. Um, it just like. We almost, we still almost won the first two games, honestly, despite all the, the crazy shit that happened in those games. Um, it was 85, 83, 78, 67. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, the first game, I definitely, hmm. I think the first team is better. I think the Israeli team is probably the best team of those, of those three. Um, but they weren't that, they weren't that good. I mean, no. I, we didn't even need any new – like, if we just – if we played our game at the top of our game, I think we could have advanced. Because as we know now, one win would have advanced us. Yes. All we needed to do is win one of those. One win. One win. Advanced, so. And this and this was a second tier. Uh, yeah, in, in third, it's the third tier. It's oh. a third tier, technically. Yeah, no, this is a third tier, you're mm -hmm. right. Yeah, because we, we, we could have qualified for the second tier. Oh and three, oh and three in the third tier. Yeah, next yeah. year, boys. Next year, boys. I have yeah. nothing more to say. I forget that this ever happened. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now we got to win the league. That's it. <laughs> the I mean, but it's just to show you that when when our American players they meet someone equal to them in another league, they're not that good. Anyway, uh, futsal. Uh, our ladies won uh, three to one against Gopilera. Great game by them. Okay, Patins, our ladies won away against C. C. Carvalho's 5-3. Uh, volleyball, our guys won 3-1 against Sporting Espinho. Uh, for the Portuguese Cup, we won away against Vitória Sporting Club 3-0. Our ladies in basketball, they won away against Usbol Lens 3-0. And then we won at home against Porto Volley uh, 2014. And that's all I got for you, boys. Sick. Um, all right. You know, uh, Sporting on Friday, I believe, is going to uh, Madeira to face Maritimo. Um, not sure of uh, of how the crazy weather is there, but as everybody knows, and as we've already been, uh, you know, uh, mute or uh, exposed to, uh, winter in Madeira is never fun to go to. Um, but Sporting do play at Maritimo. Um, let me quickly run through uh, Maritimu's last few games. I believe they won their last game. Let me just double check that. No, they lost to Guimarães, lost to Istoril and Tassa Portugal, and then uh, before that, lost to Passo Ferreira 3 0. Um, so they're on a three game losing streak, not looking good. Um, shout out to uh, Kevin, who is a uh, Maritimu fan because I believe he's from Madeira, but uh, shout out to him. Um, yeah, what do, we, what do we make of, uh, of the away trip to Maritimu? Nandu, I'll, I'll, I'll give that one to you, dude. Well, them island games be fucking stressing me out, man. I'll tell you what. Like, those those island games are some damn trap games all the time. I'll um, check the weather yeah. right now. Weather, bro. <laughs> <laughs> first off. We got, we got Chris on weather. <laughs> first off, it's at the Madeira, so you know the damn plane is going to be all kinds of topsy-turvy as it tries to land. Like, that shit's yep. already going to make him fucking wound. Oh, my God. There's a 65% chance of rain. Of course there is. Uh, I'm just hoping we pull a, a Nacional, not a Maritimo, but a game like we did against Nacional. Scrappy, another team win, and um, we're – this is it. We need to start fucking winning games at all costs. 
however means necessary other than cheating because we're not Porto and Benfica. And, um, and let's get it, boys. I think we win 1-0 again, Paulinho. Mm, I like it. <laughs> I'm trying I to like it. Bandwagon, bro. <laughs> I was Give not expecting ball. that. Let me yeah. tell you, bro. <laughs> Give me my Paulinho goal, bro. I'll shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Steph? Well, um, all I got to say is uh, we're going to win uh, for sure. Uh, I have no doubts in my mind. We are super, super motivated. Um, we finally got the, the play that Ruben Amuri wanted, Paulinho. And on top of it, uh, Matheus Reis. And on top of it, João Preda. So, and we still have Paulinho. Netos, he's out. He, he, he saw he's it. Out next uh, time, yeah. yeah, he's out. Unless, like Chris said, unless we appeal. So, who the fuck knows? Uh, <laughs> But um, we'll win, uh, I'll say, uh, 3 nothing. Uh, hat-trick of Pauline. Oh, my Ooh. God. I like <laughs> it. I love it. <laughs> How about you, Chris? Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a – I mean, I think they're, they're not losing Rodrigue Pinga, right? So they're keeping their danger, man. I mean, it's deja vu, right? It feels like we, already, we, like we were already here. We played the two island games. They were both shitty but got a result in one of them. I don't know. I mean, I don't. I hope we play better than the, the last game against Maritimo. Um, Completely different game. Uh, yeah, we we do know. Everybody knows the Tasa Portugal. Everyone pay plays to win the game. Um, yeah, yeah. So this will be a different game. That's why I'm I'm completely confident that we I think we'll probably win two yeah. two nothing. Yeah, um, they're they're on pretty bad form. I'm I'm hopeful that, and I'm sure that the team wants to set shit right by by beating them. I'm gonna also predict a win. I'm more confident because on Friday I work, so I'm going to wear my lucky shirt and my lucky sweater, and we're gonna be five and zero, baby, with that sweater. So there's no stress, guys. Um, I'm gonna also say a I'm gonna say a two one win because it's always Maritimu loves to fuck me over in terms of results. So. It's going to be a Sufrido 2-1 in my eyes. Um, my app is also saying that Gil Vicente is on the Sunday, but I think that's wrong. It's probably no, on it's like Monday Tuesday. or Tuesday. Tuesday? Okay. So fair. Let's talk about three weekdays in a row, right? Monday, Friday, Tuesday, Monday. Yeah. So uh, we're about to be 8-0 and because I'm working all those <laughs> days. So no problem, guys. I got you. I got you. <laughs> um, but yeah. That is our pod. Uh, let me give a quick shout out to everybody in the chat, starting with uh, Marco. Oh, sorry, go ahead, stuff. And just a quick announcement. So we spoke yeah. to Rui Chaps, uh, which uh, what's his uh, um, what's his name on uh, on social media? Give me one second. He's I'm right at... here. He's in the chat right here, isn't he? Yeah, I know. Alfrekerki. Oh, Alfrekerki. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The real, the real Alfrekerki. Yeah. So my man Rui Chaves, uh, we invited him to be to come to our podcast, and he said he would. Uh, he's really, really, really good with uh, everything uh, about sporting. Uh, he uh, he's very knowledgeable with modalidades. Uh, I believe 
is one of uh, the sources of Portugal that went to all the games at one point. Uh, he went to a lot of games, and he was actually invited by the sporting administration. There's pictures on uh, our sporting newspaper and everything. Um, so I can't wait to interview him and have him in our podcast because if you if you want to meet a Sportingista like a real Sportingista, that's the guy, man. Uh, he chops, he bleeds, and if you could bleed green, he would bleed green. Uh, and and Sportingista percent is is amazing. Agreed. So next, Agreed. Next, next podcast he'll be on our show, and uh, I still have to get together with him to tell him when and what time. Thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. Can't wait for Rui to, to be on, actually. He's, he's always he sick. He has no chance too. So, shout out to you, Rui. I have no life. Yeah. No, I was laughing because when we were like searching for him, he's like, who's this asshole? <laughs> I wish I had a life. What are all the sporting names, bro? What do you mean? I mean, uh, he, listens, he listens to Sporting 160 podcast and then he jumps on our podcast. Right on ours. Yeah. So this guy, I mean, he's not only a sporting fan, he's a sporting 160 fan and a sporting 160 EN fan. He's amazing. Guy. Yeah. That's a great that's a great trifecta right there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. That's our podcast. Shout out to everybody in the chat. Lauren Jenks, shout out to you. Shout out to Rui Shaf. See you soon, bro. Paul Costa, uh Marco Diaz, um uh, Philip, sorry, I can't pronounce that first name, dude. Paul Pond, Richard Neves, our, our favorite Braga fan, David Pereira. Uh, shout out to David. Uh, sorry, we stole your striker, bro. Shout out to uh, New York's finest, Johnny Signero. Um, I'm going to miss a few people for sure because this thing doesn't go up enough. Antonio Farage. Miguel Porfirio. Miguel Porfirio. Deo Leon. Derek Gomes. Miguel Freitas. Felipe Almeida. Brian Rego. Say that again, stuff. Brian Rego. Brian Rego, João Pedro Silva. Jerry Phillips. Uh, Guilherme Duarte. Bro, shout out to everybody. There's actually bare people today. We actually never get these numbers, bro. I actually do appreciate that. Um, uh, Footy247. He's a Benfica fan. You're always welcome here. Jordan Bentoncourt, who I also went shot for shot with at, uh, last night on Instagram Live. Uh, so shout out to Jordan. Um, yeah. And with that being said, guys, uh, thank you for joining us. Follow us at Sparting160 underscore EN on Twitter, Sparting160 EN on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and Spreadshirt. And uh, still haven't made an OnlyFans yet, but not sure how much of you guys are interested in that. Uh, but I have but I have lost weight, so if you guys are interested in that. Hey, bro. Just let me know. It. I know it. <laughs> Cheers! Viva Sporting! Viva! Viva Sporting! Sporting, guys.